hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, as the name says. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Um, my name's Trevor Long. I'm from yourtechlife.com, weekly podcast, and joining me each and every week, the other bloke talking tech from techguide.com.au. Stephen Fennick, g'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How's your week going? Mate, going beautifully. It's a crackerjack week. A few very interesting things to talk about this week. Uh, thanks to Netgear on Two Blokes Talking Tech. And uh, what we like to do is roll through the stories of the week and then end it up with a couple of really cool reviews from Stephen himself, which you'll find at techguide.com.au. So let's get cracking. First up, mate, the, um, the, the Asus company who do – it's kind of an interesting brand really because they, they're actually a very big company. They do a, a large amount of products, but they haven't really cracked it as a, as a high-profile, high-quality brand. But, geez, they do some nice stuff, and they've launched the Transformer Pad Infinity, which is the most complicated name ever, and it's basically <laughs> a, a confused device that puts one foot in the tablet camp and one foot in the laptop camp. Yeah, that's right. I think I, I had a hands-on uh, little session with this device yesterday, and I think it's it's appealing because on the tablet side, it's very strong. It's a 10.1-inch mm. screen, full high definition, but it's also got the keyboard dock so that once you, you finished up using it in tablet mode, it pops back in the keyboard dock, and then you've got a full keyboard, a trackpad, more ports. The dock has also got a battery as well as the mm. tablet having a battery, so all together that adds up to about 14 hours of use. I wrote my my story on Tech Guide sort of look, aimed at the person who can't decide between a, laptop, a tablet and a laptop. Yeah. Uh, this is actually both. So if uh, you, you sort of got a foot in both camps and you, you, you need to use both, then this could be the product for you. Rather than having to buy a tablet and then other accessories, this is an all-in-one solution. And it's not the first time they've done this. They've had the Transformer before, which was a really nice little tablet, and it had that very good, basically, a dock, which was a keyboard, and it had double the battery life when it was docked, which was cool. It basically became a netbook, and this is is bigger. uh, But it's also got just – it's the screen that really sets this thing apart, Yeah. That's right, yeah. Well, this is the first Android device with a full high-definition screen, which I was oh. surprised to hear. Uh, and it's also got, not only has it got the, the high-res screen, it's also got a quad-core processor as well as an NVIDIA. NVIDIA made the, pro, the quad-core processor, hmm. but they're also on the graphics side. They've made the graphics processor as well. So those three things working together, the screen, the processor, and the graphics processor, gives you really smooth performance. It's a great thing for watching movies and, and playing games as well but it also gives you the it's got plenty of ports there's a micro sd slot mm-hmm. it's got a usb on the on the tablet and it's also got one on the dock um but there's a couple of downsides though one mm-hmm. downside is it's, it's wi-fi only right so not 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 a 3g product this one 
Yeah, there's a lot of tablets coming out that are Wi-Fi only, aren't there? And I just think they're missing the mark there with um, with a really simple market. I think the majority of people are buying 3G when they buy the iPad, for example. But I guess what they're finding is that market research is probably proving that the tablet buyers who are in the Android space are probably savvy um, enough to either be um, you know, linking to their mobile phone or they're not savvy enough at all and they're just on the Wi-Fi at home. So they're probably finding yeah, that there's no demand for to. it. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, what Wi-Fi like I think there's a lot of people, a lot of feedback I get. I'm sure you hear the same. Is that the response is why should I pay for two separate data uh, allowances, two separate data bills when I've got this massive data allowance on my smartphone that I never ever use just using my smartphone? No. So why not share that with my other Wi-Fi devices? In this case. Uh, the Transformer Pad Infinity TF700T. And you can read more about it at techguide.com.au, but, geez, they do need to work on their naming, don't they, Asus? Oh, I think uh, the, I don't think it's quite as, as short as the new iPad. There's a, there's a few words there. But, no, I, I quite like the product, though, if you're, uh, if you're after an Android device. Uh, and what, what was funny about it, too, was the fact that when, when you docked the screen, uh, a little pointer appears uh, on, the, on the screen as well, so you can actually then move it around the screen. And the, the touchscreen still worked when it was docked, so you got the best of both worlds yeah. there. But, um, yeah, they really, if you, by the time you ask for the name across the counter, the new model would have already been released. <laughs> <laughs> so take your time uh, and maybe make sure you get the very, very latest because they might upgrade it in the time that it takes you to read out the name of this damn thing. <laughs> techguide.com.au, the place to go for a full review and a full hands-on look. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Trevor, it's already been well established that I'm a bit of a gamer, that really? I'm actually a bit of a Call of Duty tragic. I've never um, heard such a thing. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well, uh, if that's news to you, then yeah. uh, well and good. But I haven't been listening. Listeners may have may have known this about me. So uh, today was a big day. Then, with that in mind, for all Call of Duty fans, especially fans of uh, the Black Ops, the Call of Duty Black Ops franchise, because the Black Ops Two game will be released in November on November thirteenth this year. Now, what was significant about today was that they revealed the multiplayer trailer. Now, as you know. Multiplayer is the bread and butter of the Call of Duty mm. franchise. The online gameplay uh, is the backbone of the f- success of this franchise. The campaign's great, but everyone loves to play COD online. And the glimpse of the new trailer, the new online for Black Ops 2, was really was truly spectacular. Some really cool new features in it. So, I mean, that's the point of this, thing, isn't it? There's a couple of things I take out of that. Now, the Call of Duty is a franchise. It's the kind of thing where people literally line up for because it is just such a stunning experience. But once you've played the game in campaign mode and you've either made your way through it or you've got a sense of the game, the majority of people who love this are going on online like you do on a nightly basis, sleep-deprived, um, not helping your wife cleaning around the house. You're just you're feeding them on the multiplayer. <laughs> I so, play when I, everyone goes to bed, mate. Come on. <laughs> so, so tell me, um, describe for me in a, in a couple of uh, couple of examples. When you look at a trailer, yeah, which is a non-interactive yeah. experience for a for a multiplayer game, what makes it so awesome? Well, there's a, the, what I like about it is it reveals little tidbits about the game, including the maps you're going to be playing on, mm-hmm. some of the weapons as well. Um, there was a couple of surprising new weapons where they, they got these EMP grenades, which are they're like st- they're like stun grenades, but they also uh, disable that person's weapon as well because mm-hmm. it's like a little mini EMP charge, electromagnetic pulse charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also remote uh, drone aircraft in this, so you can actually pilot a drone, a helicopter, and and then be a 
above your enemy. Uh, there's also a, like all the different weapons and the attachments are sort of showcased in this trailer. And then it gets the uh, – there'd be uh, uh, all sites online right now uh, – Forums that would be going, that would be buzzing with all this new information, them dissecting every little yeah. frame yeah. Uh, of the YouTube trailer. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 again, building the hype for that November 13 release, and it's no wonder that they're doing that because, as we know, the last three Call of Duty games went on to become the biggest entertainment releases of all time. So this isn't a, it's a sort of once or one-off event. This is going to be massive when it's released in November. Yeah, and... Uh- uh, Pete, this is one of those 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 of games and releases that that's going to be a midnight release and all that kind of jazz, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'll be oh, there. I'll be yeah. at my local EB Games with my pre-order ready to be picked up. You're a and play all night. Desperate. I'll go home and play the whole night. I mean, if you're just joining us here on Two Bikes Talking Tech after 76 episodes plus a few little specials <laughs> here and there, there's a couple of really simple things you need to know about Stephen Fennick. The man loves his Rabbitohs and the man loves his Call of Duty, and I don't think you can be held accountable against either of those things. It's a bit tragic, but uh, so be life, really. You don't need to learn anything about me, but it's all all about Stephen here. Call of Duty Black Ops multiplayer, the reveal trailer. I'm sure you can find it at techguide.com.au. As you can, all the greatest and latest tech news. You know, I was really um, I was pumped to see the the Mars lander coverage this week. It was it was pretty good. Oh, it got a good wasn't amount it of great. Yeah, I mean it's it's just exciting to see these kind of new frontiers. But and this is not the first time. This is you know many times they've been to Mars. But you know the more they do it and the the more um, you know technology advances, the better the quality of what they're getting out of that. That's the key about this. But here's what I loved. And I, I talked about this a few times on the radio this week. You know, the, the images that are etched in the minds of people when you say moon landing are black and white grainy images, you know, shadows on, on, on the moon surface and a man stepping down a ladder, that kind of thing. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that, that in the modern world, you know, it's, it's all well and good to see a photo or a video, but I was stunned by the way they're using social media. Uh, and I actually got <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I actually got a hold of um, some people at the Jet Propulsion Lab in in California at NASA and spoke to them on on Your Tech Life this week. The people that are behind the Twitter account because here's what's really cool about it. And I got to say this is probably one of the best examples of social media in a long time. It's all done in the first person, so it's very it's fun. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the Curiosity rover Excellent. itself is actually tweeting. Now clearly it's not. It's just you know some some marketing. Uh, people doing it for them but here, here's the things that that i thought were really cool the the 6th of august it comes it, i'm safely on the surface of mars gale crater i am in you and that's that's cool right <laughs> so i'm there but then you know what do the kids say today no photo or it didn't happen so the next tweet through was exactly that no photo or it didn't a happen photo. looky here shadow on the ground of mars and there's a tweet you know pic. That's excellent. You know the the excitement behind it. I loved. You know when they the, when the news first uh, came out that it had successfully landed, mm. and you saw the room full of the NASA yeah, the jumping. NASA engineers jumping around. It's like it's like South Sydney. We just won the grand final. You know they were, they were hugging <laughs> each other. And but but it, it just like the Olympics is kind of the social media Olympics. You know how they're, they're talking about all oh, you know yep. athletes on Twitter yep. and all that kind of stuff. The same thing for this the Mars landing. Now there's a new Mars landing. There's all this new stuff. Twitter's around. Of course it's going to have its own account. But have you seen the the uh, the spoof uh, Twitter accounts as well? Yeah, that's there some is fun one stuff. called the sarcastic Mars Curiosity Rover. 
And one of its tweets said, oh, well, thanks a lot, guys. I'm stuck here for the rest of my life now. Those those sarcastic tweets. It was retweeted by Boing Boing. That's one of those sort of funky tech websites. And I think it's got thousands of followers already. Yeah. And the cool thing is that the the other great thing, and this is is what's fun about the world, as long as it doesn't go too far, is the photo that that it took... Um, of its first landing, then there was a great one going around, sort of mini viral on Facebook and Twitter of that exact same photo. And the, the word, the tweet or the message was first signs of life on Mars. And there was a picture of a crushed Starbucks coffee cup. Very cool. <laughs> I love the internet. I think, oh. you know, there's some well, funny it's good people. They've got out a there. sense of fun. Exactly. The NASA nerds. They've got a sense of fun. They're, they're a great bunch of people on that, and they really love it. There's actually three people behind that account, so um, so they're working hard to, to make it happen and keep people informed you know, um, of the account uh, in that way. I was funny because I showed Jackson, who's five, um, the first photo from, from Mars from this rover, and he goes, Dad, it's not red. And I just went, well, that's, that's pretty insightful, to be honest, but he didn't realize it was a black and white photo. But anyway, so if you're interested in following that, you can go to twitter.com forward slash Mars Curiosity. At uh, Mars Curiosity is the account. Good fun. First person in keep in touch with what's happening over on the red planet. And two blokes talking tech, as we always say, thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, the place to go to find out information and and perhaps research your next purchase in your home. Uh, And it's always interesting for me to talk to callers on Your Tech Life about their networking needs, their upgrading, they've got an old series, uh, you know, B or a G series router, and they need to to understand that if you just upgrade your router, you'll get better Wi-Fi signal in your home, uh, because Wireless N gives you longer range and faster speeds. And then on top of that, Netgear the first people to bring out a wireless AC router. And that's a pretty stunning looking device. I've got one here in the man cave and it's a, it's a beautiful looking device and it also gives you top speed and it's future-proofing me. So when the next device comes out that I have that has this new version of Wi-Fi, which is wireless AC, I'm going to get super fast speeds in my home. So if you're in the market for a, a modem router or you didn't realize you're in the market because you need to increase the, increase the speed or the, the range of the network in your home, check out netgear.com.au, netgear.com.au, connecting with innovation. Now you're a you're a Mac laptop user. I'm not, but um, Mountain Lion upgrade has caused some battery issues for some people. You've found that's right. Yeah. Well, it's only just last week we were talking about uh, Mountain Lion and and its many new features. But an interesting uh, thread appeared on Apple's support community. You know the discussion yep. boards on Apple's own website, where users were reporting uh, poorer battery performance, like mm. uh, it, the battery running out a bit quicker. Some some said it was running out. It was about fifty percent less, so it was less than half the battery life that they had before. So. Um, it, I've actually just got a new MacBook Pro with Retina display, uh, and I only oh, the day that I got it was the day that Mountain Lion came out. Yeah, right. So I have you no point of reference it. with yeah. the MacBook Pro. Yeah, so I've I've got Mountain Lion from the get go on this new uh, the new MacBook Pro, um, and I'm normally getting like five six hours battery life. I actually was I thought I was get, could get a little bit more battery life out. I don't know whether Mountain Lion is responsible or what, but it is it is a bit of a worry because the the one of the threads has runs for more than thirty pages on the Apple website. So mm. there's a few people not only complaining and asking about it. But they're also suggesting ways around it, uh, and one of the suggestions was turning off some of the features, which kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not a problem. It, it probably is, but 
also you get this viral sort of community concern around an issue like this which you know makes someone who didn't realize or probably doesn't have a huge problem with their battery think yeah yeah i'm definitely not getting in that 20 minutes i used to get before at the end of the, the day you know it kind of inspires people to feel they've got the problem so it is difficult for people mm. to compare apples with apples but well, that's a pretty pretty bad pun, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but there but are the some fact people is, losing half their battery life, and that, that's, that's noticeable. That's stunning, you know. And so it'll be interesting yeah. how uh, how long it takes for Apple to isolate the problem and release a, an update to it, because that has to happen really if, there, if there's a yeah, problem. Well, they're reportedly aware of it. It's hard not to be aware of it. Um, mm. So they're they're launching their own little investigation, I'd say. And, and and like you said, yeah, a software update would hopefully remedy the problem. Do you remember the same thing happened with iOS five? Remember that that's when they true. released the iPhone? phone yeah. software November last year or yeah. October November last year and they had to do the same thing had to release an update uh, an upgrade uh, an update to this uh, to the software and that uh, helped improve the battery yep. life as well simple update should do the trick but if you're experiencing problems email Stephen he'll fix them for you I'm sure techguide.com.au <laughs> uh, you're listening to two blokes talking tech episode 76 two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick now, it's not uncommon for employees working for large corporations uh, and other companies to bring their own device to mm. the office and connect it to the network. A it's lot of a people use trend. that, for example, for, for email and uh, to access the, you know, the Wi-Fi networks, the, the other, other parts of, uh, of the company's network. But a, a study by uh, a report by Juniper Research says that while this is uh, increasing, uh, it's it, it's going to more than double by 2014 and reach 350 million people by 2017. That BYOD, bring your own device to their corporate networks. At the same time, they're saying that it's going to possibly expose a bit of a security threat. Mm. Reason being that the majority of employees, uh, and you can tell us if you do this at SBS, Trevor, don't have security software installed on their devices. So it kind of leaves, could potentially leave the company exposed. Well, I, of course, have Norton 360 on all my devices, uh, proud sponsors yeah. of uh, Your Tech Life. But but it is an interesting one, and, and I do get this at work, and uh, I do take my laptop, but I can't connect it to the network because the network is so locked down and secure. You simply don't get anything if you try and connect. So there's there's two trains of thought with this kind of thing, and it's the IT departments that are having this concern and having to decide, are we going to open up to devices or are we not? If we do, how do we restrict them? So we have a guest mm. Wi-Fi network. So if you did want to, you can get a password from the front desk for which has 24 hours usage, yeah. and you can get Wi-Fi if you're really desperate. But the 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 companies that don't have the bigger, you know, huge policies around this sort of stuff are just going, yeah, okay, well it saves us money, doesn't it? So they bring their own device. So I think what'll happen. Yeah. I think this is an interesting thing especially given that the percentages involved, I reckon Microsoft and companies like Intel over time, in the next three or four years when this really grows, over time will actually come out with solutions that are built into the yeah. hardware and the software that actually kind of switch modes and, and, yeah. and, and allow you to push security into the network side of things. I think that'll be where it's interesting. Sure. Let, let me mention another company's name, BlackBerry. Yeah, I can speak from experience. When I worked at News Limited for many years, and I, I, I was, I was sort of obviously the tech writer there, and sort of on the edge of all the new products coming out, the new iPhone, all these new new devices. Yeah. And I can remember for the getting my first BlackBerry, and it was the at the time. This was back in I think two thousand and five. 
where the only device allowed on the network was a BlackBerry, and it had to be a company-supplied yes, BlackBerry. Exactly. Uh, but then, two two thousand and seven and eight. Then, when the iPhone came out, and we started getting other devices on the network, I, I use my iPhone for my emails and things like that. I think that that's a sort of the similar path that this that this report is probably worried about where companies are allowing on one side the company's saving money rather than have to issue that employee with a device they're bringing their own hmm. and the other upside to that is they're going to be a little bit more productive they can access their email and whatever from off site hmm. but then again then the security issue is the downside so hmm. there's more upside than down but the downside could be quite a worry well and the other thing is I reckon this is going to open up a whole new market for the, the thugs of the world the cyber criminals because what will happen is it's not just laptops but you know an Android um, smartphone, um, you find a vulnerability mm. there, you, you push out a, a malware app, and who knows what that app could do to sniff the network and different things on the network. And that's going to be, that's this is the big problem for this BYO device issue. So it's a very interesting trend. Um, it's, it's, it's tough because there is benefits for organizations in it um, in terms of, you know, cost as well as maintenance. And uh, so it's not going to go away. So it really is upon the manufacturers and the software, um, especially the operating system software creators to, uh, to make sure they've got a good lockdown solution for it. But uh, yeah, interesting research from Juniper. And uh, you can read that research and Stephen's summary of that research at techguide.com.au, the headline, Employee-Owned Devices on Corporate Networks Exposed Security Risks at techguide.com.au. Mate, I, um, you know, Bang & Olufsen is a company that I've, I've kind of avoided because it's that real gadget <laughs> porn and you, uh, the hardest devices in the world. Expensive gadget porn. <laughs> oh, you know, it's real tough to want to take them back. Um, and it's, you know, they've yeah. got a, there's, a, there's always been, and I've, I've, I don't know, live in Willoughby, but I've always seemed to have been on Willoughby Road here and there, and there's a store in Sydney on Willoughby Road for Bang & Olsen. I've yeah, never been there. it's around the corner from Channel 9. Yeah, and, and I, I, had, I happened to go in there uh, a week ago and pick up uh, a Bang & Olsen BO Play A3. Now, this thing is essentially an iPad dock with speakers, yeah? So that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's $645, which is more than the low-end <laughs> iPad for a start. It more than the iPad, yeah. But let me tell you, forget anything else. This thing's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. It's, yeah. um, it's hard to describe without pictures, and I did, I did write it and put photos at eftm.com.au, but um, it's, 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 it's obviously larger than the iPad because it's got speakers top and bottom of the iPad. But yeah. the thing is there's four... So the iPad sits inside it, does it? Yeah, you get a rubber mount that goes around the iPad or the yeah. iPad 1, which is cool, so it's, it's backwards compatible, yeah. um, and then you slide the iPad in and just lock it with a little little tab on the back, and then you've got, if you're sitting it sideways, so landscape-wise, you've got speakers left and right, and it sits yeah. sideways, and it's this very triangular design around the back of it that allows you to sit it sideways and then turn it up, portrait style, and the, the smarts behind this thing actually then switch the left and right to, to be portrait style, so the different speakers then configure to be left and right. You know what I mean? So it's awesome. It, yeah, the left yeah no, I, I saw you. I saw your story too, and the pictures. It looks typical of any B and O product, oh. Banning and Olufsen product design is at the forefront. Yep, and. It's kind of like a badge of honour to say that you paid $648 for the product. Exactly. I think that's a lot of people, that's part of the whole life, being an Olufsen lifestyle, uh, that the price tag is almost as big a feature as the product itself. Yeah, I mean, if you had a Bang & Olufsen television or they had a bloody clock on the wall, I thought, you're kidding, aren't you? But but let me tell you the other thing, and it's very funny how you know companies, that the, the hilt at the, the top end of design, like Apple, 
do these little things right. And Bang and Olsen impressed me with one. And this is how tragic I am, okay? So I've taken the power cord, yeah, and I've plugged it into my power board. And you know what you can do with the power cord? You know the big power adapters? It twists. Yeah. It's twistable. So if, oh. if you want it to go left, it can go left. If you want it to go right, you can oh. go right. You know how you have that it's thing where- It's those little touches. It's Don't those you love little that? Those little touches. It's the little things that make you go, that was worth Absolutely. the $645. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, Bang and Olufsen B.O. Play A3 is what it called. If you, if you love sound, this thing fills a room with sound and it fills it very well. Awesome. Um, check it out. Uh, Bang I and Olufsen I must B.O. have to Play. request- I have to request a review model, I think. Well, I make make the call, mate, and I'll, I'll I'll palm your mind because I need to get rid of it very quickly because it's killing me just sitting in the room here. I've got to be honest. <laughs> anyway, bang and Olsen, BA Play A three. Check it out. It's uh, it's pure gadget porn. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, I was fortunate enough to attend an Epson lunch that you were actually invited to too, Trevor, oh, but you couldn't make it. So I thought I'd represent for the Thanks, blokes. Mate. It Thanks. was an Epson lunch uh, that uh, we were both looking forward to. Uh, it was uh, about their business inkjet color inkjet range. Yep. And I what because we're big on business printing. We're massive on business printing. Well, big on business inkjet printing, but big on saving money, Trevor. I, yep. I write for all consumers and small business owners too, but. The point, what I liked about the lunch was it wasn't just about here's the product, here's how good it is, and there you go. What I liked was the fact that they demonstrated the fact that it, the, the cost-saving features of the product, and they also had it side-by-side side with a similarly priced and similarly spec color laser printer yep. from HP just to demonstrate the speed of the product uh, and, and also to or to illustrate the savings that could be made on even electricity use. They had they had little Belkin electricity yep. monitors on them, and it was showing that the, the Epson was running at a, like a, a fifth of the power that the HP was. Uh, and the, the little things like that demonstrated the power saving, yep. the inkjet, the actual amount of ink, and also paper too because it's duplex printing, can print both sides. So... Uh, it made well, printers aren't the sexiest things in the world, no. but it made it very interesting for them to uh, to illustrate that so clearly. Mm. No, it's it's look, it's very funny how you don't realise the importance of things like um, uh, power price, um, print speed, and print quality at a business level because most businesses just buy whatever they can get, kind of thing. And so it is important to sit yeah. them side by side and do some comparisons. So um, you know, and and you, you kind of would write off inkjet these days because because laser is so um. So renowned for being the the way to go. Yeah, but maybe in the mono space. Remember, mm-hmm. I spoke about the Fuji Xerox True, mono. Yep. Maybe mono, they're probably on par, and and maybe mono laser may slightly win. But uh, in the inkjet space, uh, it was I was impressed by the the price of say Tona V inkjet, and especially in these business models as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, small businesses. It's tough out there. They want to save money where they can, and, and if cost of ownership can save them uh, some money, they, they had a really interesting stat that there's estimated to be 740,000 Australian small businesses, and if each of those businesses replaced one of their colour laser printers with a colour business inkjet printer, they would collectively save annually $45 million. Wow. Which I found astounding, and they actually went through the electricity paper, and they all those figures added up to this estimated saving. So that's a pretty, pretty strong argument if you own a small business and want to save some money. Get into it, and uh, you can read more about the Epson Color Business Inkjet Printer range at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
I need to get in touch with our man Rob to get a rec- an intro recorded for this very, very important segment of Two Blokes Talking Tech, which is, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the email feedback, the Facebook traffic on this has been overwhelming. Uh, you'd have to agree, Stephen. Stephen's, <laughs> Steve, Stephen's Review Minute, where we, uh, where we quickly get a, a look at a couple of products. And we're going to kick it off today, mate, with a, with a 60-inch Samsung Plasma. Okay, the Samsung PS60E8000, 60 inches or 152 centimetres, plasma TV. Uh, it's smart TV as well, so you've got the smart interactions, got voice uh, and gesture control, face recognition, all the bells and whistles. But at the heart of it, the picture quality of this was the most outstanding feature. Mm. I'm a big fan of plasma, really natural colour. I've, I've had it during the Olympics, which has been really tough to review this during the Olympics, no, tough, I say. Tough. So the, the, the viewing sport was really easy. Too, so fast-moving images, no motion blur, uh, unlike some other 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 formats like LED, LCD, which are, plasma has always led the way. Uh, contrast was really good, great black levels. Um, on the downside, it's it's a big TV, so you need to have the room for it. Uh, it also uses a lot more, or not a lot more power, slightly more power. It's a four mm-hmm. and a half star Energy Star rating, whereas LEDs are about five and a half to six. Uh, but on the upside, the price of it's pretty reasonable, twenty eight ninety nine, and that's uh, recommended retail. You probably get a better price in store, uh, and that's cheaper than a lot of smaller LED TVs. So if you don't mind paying a little bit more electricity for your for your TV, possibly around sort of the eighty hundred dollars a year mark, uh, and you've got the room. The Samsung 60-inch PS60 E8000 could be the TV for you. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, am I reading this right? Kush? Kush is correct. Kush as in cushion, but it's spelt uh, with a K. K-O-O-S-H. Yes. Now, you got kids, Trevor. I do. Young kids at that. Very young. And they often play with your iPad, I'm assuming. They often cry. They often scream. They often keep me awake at night. But, they, um, but you give them the iPad then to keep them quiet. Mate, don't I'm, mate I'm, listen, I'm honest. taking all three of them away on the weekend on my own for a road <laughs> trip. I'm charging all three iPads. I'm charging them. I'm filling full of movies. We're going to have a great time. Great. Well, you'll need a cush frame because what it is, it is a protective case for an iPad that is extra thick. It's made of non-toxic foam. Uh, it comes in really bright colours, so it's great for little hands to use the iPad. And in case there's a bit of an accident, mm-hmm. it might fall off a table or drop on the floor. It's going to protect the product. Nice. You don't want your you don't have to be repairing your product if your five year old nope. drops it on the floor and shatters the screen. No way. With the cush, I've tested it with my own iPad. I've dropped it from waist height onto the onto a tiled floor. Not a problem. So if you got a if you got a child, you want them to use your iPad, and you don't want to have to worry about them possibly breaking it. The cush frame also comes with a with a stand, so the device can be sit sat in the stand, so you can watch a movie comfortably, uh, and good good way to store it at the end of the day too. Thirty nine ninety five, sorry fifty nine ninety five, available at iWorldAustralia.com.au. There's a link on my review on Tech Guide. Don't tell us we don't cover everything here. We've got everything from the cush to the Bang and Olsen right here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Another week, another show. Thank you, mate. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 76. Thanks to Netgear. Uh, we can read everything technology uh, from Stephen Fennick at techguide.com.au. You can hear him with Chris Smith a couple of times a week, isn't it, mate, on 2GB in Sydney? Mondays and Wednesdays, and also on my very own Tech Guide podcast as well. At techguide.com.au, and you can hear my podcast at yourtechlife.com. You can hear me on uh, 2UE every Saturday uh, from 3 o'clock, although not this Saturday. And thank you for filling in, mate, this weekend. 
Two blokes talking That's okay. tech. okay. One of the blokes covers up. Exactly. We're there for each other. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We're back again next week. Two blokes talking tech. <laughs>